Is it time to worry about the Boston Bruins goaltending? After an up and down weekend, the Bruins find themselves with a record of nine and six through 15 games. We're going to talk about where they're at heading into this week's action and more here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, November 22nd, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube, so please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed, to the YouTube channel, for you to uh, listen and watch at your convenience. Uh, last week, I believe was the second highest download week in the history of the podcast, which is uh, kind of mind blowing because there were no games from Monday to Friday. So I very much appreciate the support, even through those, uh, lean schedule that we've had, uh, to begin the season. The Bruins did have two games over the weekend. We're going to break those down. Uh, first I want to remind you, you can find locked on Boston Bruins on Instagram and Twitter at locked nhl bruins and you can also follow me my dad jokes hockey tweets at ian c mclaren so as i talked about briefly in yesterday's bonus uh mini episode the bruins took care of business earning a big win over the philadelphia flyers five to two on saturday they were looking to carry that momentum into sunday's game against the calgary flames and completely fell flat. Their three-game winning streak came to an end with a 4-0 loss to Dan Vladar and the Calgary Flames. Uh, it was Calgary's seventh shutout of the season, of Vladar's second, personally. We'll get more into Vladar and uh, his tenure with the Flames to date here in a moment um, as we talk about the goaltending uh, situation. But, uh, you know, the Flames play a very strong defensive game under head coach Daryl Sutter. Very, let's be frank, boring to watch at times. And uh, they took advantage of their opportunities, especially ones that were created by pretty mammoth rebounds off the pads of Jeremy Swayman. According to Patrice Bergeron, he said it was a lot of poor execution uh, by the offense, not making plays, not executing. He said, I think when it's going to be a game like that, you have to simplify. And I don't think we did that. Obviously they took advantage and capitalized. It's been a common theme all season long. The Bruins, you know, trying to make that extra pass, being too cute with the puck, making that fancy play. Um, instead of just getting the puck on net, Especially early on, Vladar looked a bit, you know, vulnerable. He was probably nervous coming in, playing against his old team. And uh, they did not take advantage of that uh, necessarily. The Bruins sit 9-6 and six through 15 games. 
leaving them one point back of Philly, New Jersey, and Detroit in the race for the final Eastern Conference wildcard spot. They have games in hand on all of those teams uh, when it comes to point percentage. And the Eastern Conference, the Bruins currently sit 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th. Uh, tied with Columbus ahead of Philly, Jersey, uh, Detroit, Pittsburgh. Uh, but, you know, games in hand are only theoretical points. You have to take advantage of those uh, of those points or those games that are coming up. Uh, there have obviously been a, a weird schedule to start the season. And Bergeron said the Bruins are confident that they are working towards solidifying their identity and uh, establishing themselves as a top-tier team. He said, we've played 15 games. So, of course, the belief is there. We've said many times that they've been in this position. They know what it takes and the things they have to work on, and there's plenty of hockey left in front of them. That's the good news. 67 games, in fact. Obviously, they have to rectify. They have to be better. They have to roll up their sleeves and get back to the identity and really playing uh, our game, he said. Saturday night's win in Philadelphia was a perfect example. And he said, I don't think we have to look too far. Cassidy of that identity question said he thinks they have an identity, but they're still working on it to be a team that brings it every single night or defined by that identity. Some of that is roster turnover. Three new guys at the deadline last year. Uh, a bunch of guys signed over the summer. And... Uh, they just have to bring it every single night. The Bruins did go 0 for 3 on the power play. Uh, it cost them a big time in the third period as uh, Andrew, uh, sorry, Andre Mangiapane scored a shorthanded goal to make it 3 nothing early in the final frame. If the Bruins had scored on that power play rather than giving up a goal, obviously it would be a whole different story. Um, again, it comes back to making the smart play, not the fancy play. Bergeron reiterated that again in his availability, saying we got to think about making the play that's in front of us and not forcing plays. Talk about plays and what they're seeing, but at times bring the puck on net and retrieve rebounds, second and third chances, and then things will open up. I think we forced a lot of plays. Um, for Jeremy Swayman, he made 27 saves. His first career loss at TD Garden, falling to 8-1-0 on home ice. He said, we hate losing at home. Super big disappointment, but they're a good team. They worked hard, played the right way. So take the positives from this game and move on. Uh, of Vladar, his former Providence uh, partner and in Boston as well. Uh, they were a tandem last season. Uh, he said, he's a great guy, great teammate. Obviously, Bruins don't like losing, but he was still happy for him. Uh, he's had success and good for him. And again, we'll get into that here more in a moment. But, you know, the Flames are a very good team. Uh, they now have a record of 11-3-5, uh, second best point percentage in the Western Conference behind only Edmonton. And they have the best goal differential at plus 27. It's actually tops in the NHL after this game. Um, and if you look at, yeah, the game, uh, the game stats, clearly it was in, 
in Calgary's favor. They had the advantage in terms of shot attempts. Um, and, uh, yeah, just took advantage of all of those. Although the Bruins did, you know, have a slight advantage five on five, but, um, Calgary overall was able to take advantage of, uh, their, uh, opportunities and they had a 51.3 advantage in terms of shot attempts in this one and, uh, expected goals was 60% in favor of the Calgary flames. So they very much deserved to win this one. Now, before we get more into the goalie question, uh, a quick word about direct stream. If you're looking to get all your streaming together before the holidays, I want to tell you about a simple way to do that. Get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. That means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Again, free, available on all podcast platforms. So whether you're an Apple user or have an Android like myself, Pocket Casts, Spotify, uh, hit that subscribe button. Also subscribe on YouTube. I believe last time I checked, we were close to 80 subscribers. Would love to get that up over 100 here uh, over the holidays. Let's talk about goaltending, shall we? A lot of the talk after the game last night was the decision to, uh, you know, trade Dan Vladar to the Calgary Flames this offseason to sign uh, Linus Allmark to play in tandem with uh, Jeremy Swayman. Of course, Tugarask, that situation is uh, looming as well. Will he be able to uh, get healthy? Will the Bruins sign him? Um, and would the Bruins have been better off keeping Vladar and Swayman and using the $5 million allotted to Allmark for a center or help on defense? Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Vladar has now recorded two shutouts on the season, one against our Bruins, one against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I believe he now has a record of 4-0-1 with like a 9.45 save percentage so far this season. I should note that the Calgary Flames have uh, recorded seven shutouts this season. So there's obviously uh, something to the system in place by head coach Daryl Sutter that is amenable to a goalie success. Uh, you can't just say, look at Vladar's numbers in Calgary and say it would be the exact same in Boston. Uh, the Flames play somewhat boring hockey, low event hockey, and they have the offensive weapons to take advantage of uh, miscues on the part of the opposition. And yeah, they have the defensive system in place to um, let people in that, namely Vladar and Jacob Markstrom um, succeed. Um, now, Calgary Flames general manager, Brad Treliving said he knows Don Sweeney thought the world of Vladar 
He's an authentic guy, not a show. He's a happy kid, respectful, polite. Uh, and, you know, everybody's rooting for Vladar to succeed. Uh, even Tuka Rask spoke highly of him to uh, Jordan Sigalette, who is with the Calgary Flames um, organization right now. All this to say, I don't think it was necessarily a mistake to trade Vladar and bring in a veteran like Olmark to uh, spot Jeremy Swayman in the season or even, you know, form a, a new platoon uh, in net. You can't just look at Vladar's numbers in Calgary and say they'd be the exact same in Boston. Having said that, there is some concern about Boston's goaltending to date. Right now, if you look at their save percentage, five on five, it ranks 29th in the NHL at 90.63. Uh, Linus Allmark hasn't come in and played his best. I think everybody would acknowledge that. Jeremy Swayman has been pretty steady, um, but he too, I don't think, I mean, he was never going to live up to uh, his performance last season. He has come in, posted a record of five and three. Both goalies have identical 908 save percentages. Swayman with the slight advantage, well, I guess half a goal advantage in goals against. Uh, but what's also hurting the Bruins is the lack of offense. If you look at their shooting percentage, five on five, they rank 26th in the NHL, 6.43. So if you look at their PDO, which is the uh, save percentage, shooting percentage added up, right now they rank 30th at five on five with a PDO of 0.971. Again, the belief is that this will generally balance out around 100 uh, and that. Therefore, Boston's uh, save percentage and shooting percentage both should, uh, you know, rise a bit here. That's not a stretch to say that they're underperforming both in net and also offensively. So, yeah, perhaps the Bruins are trying to get too cute in the offensive zone, making that extra pass, being too fancy leads to opportunities the other way. The opposition is taking advantage of that because the goaltending isn't as strong as it had been in the past. Again, Dan Vladar, a very well-respected goaltender, well-liked goaltender. All credit to him for succeeding right now in uh, Daryl Sutter's system in Calgary. Uh, I mentioned Boston's safe percentage, 5-on-5, five five, ranked 30th, 90.63. Right now, the Flames rank First in the NHL, 95.79. That will not uh that will not last, I don't think. Uh they have also have uh, the highest PDO in the NHL at 1.037. Not to say their success is built on uh smoke and mirrors per se. Uh they have a relatively strong Corsi percentage. They rank fifth there behind the Boston Bruins, I should add. And they also rank, uh, let's see, seventh in expected goals, also behind the Boston Bruins. So if the Bruins' goaltending improves marginally, if they are able to score a bit better five-on-five, five, then I think you'll see, like Patrice Bergeron said earlier, that they will uh, 
establish themselves as a maybe not a Stanley Cup contender, maybe not a top tier team in the Eastern Conference, but at least a solid playoff team with the ability to win when it counts. I would say it's a bit concerning that, you know, Taylor Hall only has uh, two goals on a goaltender this season. He's got four total tied with Derek Forbort after that uh, big offensive explosion the other night, but two of those have been scored in in an empty net. I think he really needs to get going. Uh, Jake DeBrusque has been pretty strong lately. He's kind of gotten things going as well. Uh, Charlie Coyle, all credit to him for coming in, filling that vacancy at the second line center spot. However, he is no David Krejci. Um, and nobody nobody is David Krejci, really. There's very few options around the league that could have replaced him. This is the hand that they're dealt, and uh, they just have to make the best of it. Perhaps we'll still see them uh, make a move here prior to the trade deadline. Uh, but for now, I think what really matters is getting on more of a regular schedule, kind of finding some flow and uh, just simplifying things a little bit. They'll have an opportunity this week to play a couple games. Well, three games, uh, two of which are very winnable. One against the Buffalo Sabres uh, on Wednesday evening. Uh, They come home to play the Black Friday game against the Rangers. That could be a tough out. But then they play the Canucks on home ice. Uh, Very winnable game there. And then Detroit on home ice to finish the November schedule. So that's, you know, six of eight points that are very winnable, takeable at this point. And uh, hopefully they're able to take advantage of that. We will, of course, uh, talk about those games throughout the week as they come up and also officially update the Atlantic Division power rankings on tomorrow's episode Uh, but for right now what you need to know the Bruins record of nine and six uh, point percentage wise they sit fourth in the uh, Eastern Conference Uh, you know they're one they're only four four teams in the Atlantic Division I should say with a point percentage above 500 there's a 600 Detroit's is at 475. So again, there's a clear top bottom in the Atlantic. What they're going to have to worry about really is uh, the wild card. And uh, they have a better point percentage than both Philly and New Jersey at the moment. Uh, But that could be the deciding factor right now, whether or not they're able to uh, grab a wild card spot, maybe jump into the top three um, in the Atlantic, but it could be coming down to fighting some Metro teams for that final wild card spot. Again, when it comes to goaltending, I think Allmark and Swayman can and will be better. Uh, no guarantee that Vladar would replicate that 401 record with a 945 save percentage in Boston as he has in Calgary. Calgary so far a better team than the Bruins for sure. Again, second in the West, best goal differential in the NHL. That's not solely on Dan Vladar. That's uh, Daryl Sutter's system, strong defense. And uh, I think the Bruins definitely recognize that there is room for improvement. And hopefully they can get that kick started on Wednesday against the Buffalo Sabres. Now, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. 
Uh, I'm a big Thanksgiving fan myself, but I have a gluten allergy, so I can't always enjoy, you know, the stuffing um, and especially desserts, all those pies that are very delicious. I'm not able to partake of unless it's gluten-free, of course. An alternative is Built Bar. You can feast on something delicious and also feel good about it. They're covered in 100% chocolate, uh, very tasty, but they're also low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. So if you are worried about uh, gluten like I am or you don't want the upwards of 300, 500 calories that come with a piece of pie, you can grab a Built Bar. They're about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, plenty of protein. They're a great option just for a snack or, like I said, for dessert as well. I just got a box last week, and, uh, yeah, they're delicious. Uh, there was a uh, cheesecake option, cheesecake puff that I really enjoyed, uh, caramel almond. So, yeah, you can get that dessert-type feel, uh, but not feel guilty about it either. Built Bar is a great option, again, for Black Friday. Uh, take advantage of all the sales that they'll have this Friday at Built.com. And there's new surprises all month. So visit built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's built.com, uh, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Now, I mentioned earlier, thank you for making Locked On uh, Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Locked On Bets should be your second listen today. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis from Lee Sterling. So do subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Now, uh, I did want to mention there are some, nah, I wouldn't say rumblings out there, but a lot of people are beginning to raise the possibility I've seen in Edmonton, uh, New York, about trying to lure Tuka Rask to a contender like, one of those teams, I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, the Rangers are a contender, but um, the Oilers for sure. Would he be willing to uh, sign with one of those teams? Again, he said that the Bruins are his number one choice. And uh, unless they close that door, I think they'll, he will you know, do everything he can to get ready and uh, return to the Boston Ruins probably, well, maybe before the Olympics, but maybe after as he uh, maybe backs up UC Saros 14 Finland at the, um, at the Olympics in Beijing, if they indeed do happen. I think there's starting to be some concerns that, um, you know, that may be in jeopardy as a result of COVID outbreaks around the NHL. Um, so we'll see what happens there. One defenseman that the Bruins could look at is Ben Sherratt from the Montreal Canadiens. I know it would be a bit of a stretch to think these two teams could uh, hook up for a trade, but, uh, he could be among other, uh, Montreal Canadiens. He could be made available. He is a left-hand shot, uh, but he really plays that kind of, big physical game that they uh, really valued in um, in uh, Kevin Miller in the past. Uh, I don't know if the Bruins would take a look at him, but uh, certainly something to keep an eye on as the Canadians 
uh, you know, well out of the playoff picture. And uh, we'll see if, if uh, they're willing to make a deal with the rival Boston Bruins. Quick note on Jimmy Murphy suggesting the Bruins might try to entice the Rangers to take Jake DeBrusque off their hands. Uh, I don't know if he's really in the trade um, mill at this point. He's played pretty well for the Bruins to start the season. You'd like to see him pop in a few more goals. He's got three through 15 games right now. So, you know, could push for 20 this season if he gets on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, And having him on the third line, chipping in 20 goals, uh, unless it was a situation where they're out of the playoff picture and they're looking to sell uh, and build, uh, I still think he is in their at least short-term plans uh, this season anyways. But, you know, it could be that uh, the Bruins look to trade DeBrusque, maybe for a, a defenseman or a center, if they could get, like a uh, Ryan Strom, uh, definitely a Thomas Hurdle. But Strom in uh, New York, I think he could be a decent uh, second-line center option for the Boston Bruins. Uh, so we'll see, again, a lot of time before the trade deadline and the Bruins have only played 15 games. So it's a bit too early to draw any conclusions that way about the goaltending, like we talked about earlier or otherwise. Anyways, today that's today's episode of locked on Boston Bruins. I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, I kind of tuned out of the third period last night to watch Yellowstone, which was fantastic as always. And uh, looking forward to, catching up on the latest episode of succession tonight. I've also been watching money heist on Netflix. I hadn't checked it out yet a bit, uh, a bit cheesy, a bit, you know, you have to suspend belief a little bit, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I've also started uh, the new book by Andy Weir, who wrote the Martian, which was turned into a movie, but, you know, starring uh, Matt Damon, it's called project Hail Mary. And uh, I ripped through like 120 pages of that over the weekend. Very entertaining if you're looking for something to read or want to add something to your uh, holiday wish list. I expect that I'll still record a podcast on Thursday, seeing as I do live in Canada and we don't have a holiday. So I understand if you'll be hanging out with family on that day and won't have time to listen. But uh, for those of you who, uh, yeah, will be around to check it out. I likely will post one on Thursday. So uh, do subscribe if you haven't already and and each new episode will be popped into your feed. All right. Thanks for uh, checking out today's podcast, friends. And we will talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.